Good evening and welcome to November Foxtrot. How Yo. are you doing? Good, good. We're joined this week by Rob, aka Rage. Rage Fire. Good evening. The legend, so, uh, that is. After several several jokes about canteens and swish and the like, he's uh, he's decided he's going to join us. And... Didn't mention it. I didn't is mention there... swish at all then. <laughs> I is thought we'd just get it out of the way early. How do I leave? Tell me how I leave. I can't, no, I can't see it. Yeah. I can swish. I can swish something big and heavy. Wait till you see the banner come across just your little screen there. <laughs> With arrows. Oh, I, I buy a toothbrush. Just buy oh, a I'm sorry. Toothbrush. I'm sorry. I thought we'd just get it out of the way early. You know, it's going to come up as well. Oh, not fair. I've even got my little sawn off toothbrush that they are, Rage. <laughs> you are. What's that? A little sawn-off toothbrush. There it is. <laughs> I mean, do, do, does that much of a toothbrush make that much of a difference to how much shit you can take with you? Like, yeah. I, I mean, but like the that thing much is, of a toothbrush you've sawn off. That, like, that, that, that sits on top of a lighter now. See, <laughs> if you're running out of water in your canteen, you know it's. Oh, right, the next the next event, Rage, I'll see you at, mate. And I've got, yeah, and you're right, asking me right, for a lighter. I'm, I'm going to say no. The reason I haven't got a lighter for you to borrow is because I had to bring a full-size toothbrush because of you. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Because you've got no room in your pockets. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly that, yeah. Yeah, you know, God forbid. Uh, hi, Les, James, Andy, Harry, Freshmeat and Ratty. Nice to see you. Even though, even though, even though. Good stuff. So, uh, yeah, so should we start with some Pew's news and reviews? Pew's news and Bonnie McGrews, yeah, why not? <laughs> Do you want to uh, go through some of the reviews? We've had some weird ones. Yeah, um, I'm not going to lie. Let's start with the not weird ones first. No, you okay. start with the weird ones first because, you know. Do we, do we, do we, do we want to weird out straight away? No, let's let's go with uh, Coven Ollie. Okay, so this is the first one came in from Coven Ollie. Five star review. Thank you very much for that. So, um, one of the best airsoft slash Milsim podcasts, I'm guessing, out there. It's a screenshot, so I can't actually click on it. Um, uh, one of the best and funniest airsoft-related podcasts going. Now, if they could just stop mentioning or describing intriguing kit on the podcast that I have never heard of or can't imagine as I listen driving in the car, and I wouldn't need to also watch the whole thing again on YouTube. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. Lol. Keep it up, guys. So we thank you for that, Cove and Ollie. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, really useful podcast. This is from Banana Gun 161 Ooh. Uh, started listening to this a few months ago. Really enjoy listening to Lance and Mike talk all things airsoft. It has really helped me get into get into it, particularly Milsims. Definitely worth a listen to if you're interested in airsoft. So thank you very much for that. And last and then one it was... starts to go a bit strange. Um, <laughs> well, no, this is they were all right for this one. So this is Beast Mode 1973. Okay. Good podcast, five stars. I enjoy this as I learn a lot about airsoft and camping equipment. Straight to the point, what we like. Uh, and now we, yeah, hmm. is this the weird one? This is the weird one. This is from <laughs> this is a five star review from from Airsoft Bitch. Um, amazing podcast, and I love listening to this every week with lots of laughs. But I still learn something, and the podcast just gets better each week. Lance sounds like he would be a great team captain, as he would look after you, sort of like a dad. <laughs> Mike would be a laugh to hang, Mike would be a laugh to hang out with, and he is pretty cute too. I haven't done a Milsim yet, but if I do, then I hope I will be in their team. <laughs> So thank you for thank you, Airsoft. I mean, bitch. thank you, thank you, whoever for the you are. Yeah. yeah. If you look really yeah. closely on Mike's screen, you can see the dude that sent that hiding out <laughs> the window in a bush. Right? <laughs> so, just like just like Buffalo Bill with his greens on. Exactly. Yeah. 
So yeah, lovely oh, I mean, reviews this week. Very yeah, nice. Thank, thank you. you for that. <laughs> Daddy. Captain Dad. Andy says, by the way, Lance, looks like you've got some competition for most luxurious beard. Oh no, I'm second place to this, mate. It's not, it's not even competition. I'm sorry, Andy, but that's I mean, like I've got I'm two there. fists worth of beard. I've got a fist. No, not even a fist, three quarters of a fist. Oh, what I would say is yours is far, it's far better groomed than mine because I. So, so, so what we're saying I'd is rage, it, can, rage can take two fists, whereas I'm just getting onto one. Because <laughs> you're an amateur. Exactly. It's just there. Amateur. Mike's. Mike's I, I literally had a shave before the episode, so uh, I had to I had to cut my beard back. Mike's yeah, is easy easy wipe down. <laughs> I don't think I've used a razor for about ten years. Really. Really, yeah, that's yeah, that's it's probably yeah, about 10 years. No. It's, no. <laughs> it's like watching some sort of bear and cub meat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as long as I'm the bear, I can take that. I'll take that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'll, I'll take that. Very good. Oh, ah, oh, Paulus Wales. Nice to see you. Have I, I turned into have I tuned into a weird beard podcast featuring a man who is clearly a beard newbie? Oh for fuck's sake. <laughs> Mind you, it is like we are at scale, so it's up to Mike, then to me, then obviously down to rage. <laughs> the transition. Beard virgin. Beard virgin. That's what a proper beard looks like. Nice. Well, <sighs> do you sleep with it tucked under the cover or over the top? Is that I is that blown know. your mind? Are you gonna be thinking yeah, about that? I know. <laughs> I, 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 when it's like, I won't lie, and I don't, you know, I, I do this. I took it in my T-shirt when it's really cold. Outside. <laughs> okay. I, I genuinely do. I took it in, and it keeps the foot of my neck warm. So, yeah. <laughs> but I won't lie, I do. So. I'm old. I'm getting old. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Right, there was that nice. time when I wouldn't care. Now I'm like, oh, it's cold. I need my slippers on. Because you're, you're quite a tall bloke as well, right? See, do you ever, like, try um, and stand? stand... Yeah, so you, do you ever try and stand behind sort of, like, shorter bald geezers and just sort of, like, try and design hairdos for them? <laughs> Just like, just, just like in a queue or something, just like, whoop. No, although I, I might try that now. Could you I try might, that? Might please, try. Try, and, yeah. try and film it. I think I might get arrested, but yeah, I'll give it a try. I mean, I'm, I'm not just step say, away this would look really good on you. So that's it for uh, Beard Foxtrot. Join us next week. <laughs> next week, yeah. yeah. Now, next week, we're talking next about Merkins. Mohicans. <laughs> All Mohicans, yeah. Woohoo! I can kind of slightly. I'm not taking his hat off. No, it's fine. It's fine. Um, Paulus Wales. Oh my God, he's finally said my name right. Yeah. Um, I know you met Lance at one of the events. And we did it the last um, Octo, Yeah. Yeah, he's been teaching me. So uh... we do been in some after school activities uh, yeah. after the podcast. <laughs> me and Mike some uh, elocution. Yeah. Hi Ian. Hi Les. Hi Danny. Mark. Uh, I think that's it. Cool. Right. So this week we are going into first aid. This is uh, the second in our skills and drills. Um, so we're going to be learning all things skills and drills. medical and, you know, when ultimately shit hits the fan and, you know, red stuff genuinely starts oozing out and Rage has left. Rage is like, you know, like, you know what, fuck this. Fuck this. All right. Sorry. Rage, Rage went to go get beer. Rage went to get beer. Sorry. Rage is rubbing it in because I can't drink beer tonight. I've got to have coffee. So he's just like absolutely smashing the 12 pack. Yep. Yes, I am. Oh, poor man's right. Yeah, poor man's right. <laughs> right. Rage, do you want to introduce yourself? Give us a bit of an idea of who you are, how you got into yourself, um, your background. I'm 
it's weird saying Rage Frog because that's obviously Sorry, not my name. But you, my name's Rob. Um, I am a nurse by profession and have been for 10 years. Yeah, 10 years. And I kind of got into this, I don't know, a couple of years ago, maybe a year before the pandemic. So, and then I've just tried to get into Milton and then finally started doing it. Was it last year or this year? Yeah. Was that event that I went to with you guys? Oh, was that last year or this year? No, this year. It was this year. This year. God, blimey. There you go. So this <laughs> year. Thing, then, yeah. Because it was before it was before I had a child and it wasn't that much before. So <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah. Because you had yeah. bo- you had boob class, didn't you? I did. Yeah. <laughs> and he was making his murder bag, obviously. That's what it goes about saying, yeah. All the things you need to do preparing for your first child. Murder bag, yeah, boob class. <laughs> Done. <laughs> anyway, sorry, interrupted. Mm. Sorry, Rob. And that's it. I don't. There's not. There's not a lot about me really. I'm quite bored. Cool. So, in terms of your medical sort of skill set, where where does that come from? Because obviously, you know a lot more about medical stuff than we so, do. So, I, I I suppose some of it comes from I was in the I was in the army for a, a fair while before I was a nurse. So some of it comes from there. And then obviously being a nurse, um, there's some shit that you just have to do. You have to be taught it. And then I've done like quite a few extra courses. So I can suture, I can glue, I can... I used to teach sepsis. Um, I don't really do that anymore, mainly because I don't have time. But I used to do all the sepsis training for the staff in the trust that I work for. Um, but yeah, so I'm ILS and I trained. Oh, fucking hell, yeah. It's hard to quantify it all because there's a lot. But yeah, a lot of it comes from nursing. Because I'm a psychiatric nurse, you, a lot of it is a lot of the physical health stuff you kind of have to add on yourself or you have to go and do courses because you're not necessarily taught it. You're taught about uh, psychiatric issues and not, you know, the basics of obviously of, um, sort of uh, physical interventions. But I, I, when I first qualified, I worked in brain injury for a couple of years. So I had to develop quite a, a significant amount of physical health skills because, yeah, it's not like awakenings. People have that have traumatic brain injuries. They, they've generally got quite a lot of other injuries and quite a lot of other um, issues. So you kind of have to learn all of it. Do you know what I mean? Like I can, you know, I can read ECG, all that fun stuff. Fair play, mate. So a lot of lot of feathers in the cap then. It, it sounds like a lot, but. For considering what I do, it, it's it's about right. Do you know what I mean? Like I get that. It, I like I'm saying. I'm thinking that there's a lot, but then I'm also thinking, well, it's not that I work with people that have got more skills or less skills. It's it's just because mm. of that, how my career went. Because I did brain injury for a few years, I had to bush up on the physical, like I did. Do you know what I mean? So a lot of people in mental health might not necessarily have those skills, but they might have other skills. Do you know what I mean? It's just my yeah, career yeah, progression. Yeah. It just meant that I had to learn different shit. So. Fair play, and that nice. is the technical term that they use in the NHS as well. Technical shit. Like that, that is what they, they, yeah. they say. What do you like, do exactly? Oh, we do loads of technical shit. I'm technical not shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we fix fuckers. <laughs> yeah, it's like we get visits on the railway at night time. So what was going on here, guys? All sorts of shit, mate, going on down there. Nothing, oh, nothing yeah, really interests you though. You just you stay up here, buddy. It's fine. <laughs> See, I work in drainage and literally sewers and stuff like that. So yeah. I, job, I actually have all sorts of shit going on. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hit my desk because the camera turns off. <laughs> so I'm, fucking, I'm unable to drum. High class gear. Yeah, oh, mate, like it is. It. Yeah, spared no expense. I Black like Friday it. sales. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 100 quid. Get it down for 50 pounds. Yeah. I was like, okay. 
Yeah, this really is not 50 quid's worth. <laughs> I got given, when I, so I, I, when I started this job, I got given um, a laptop and all that stuff. Because before that, I worked on the wood. And then um, they, they gave me a webcam and I had to phone our IT department to tell me what how I use a webcam. I mean, I got that you plug it in and shit. I understand. I'm not completely stupid, but I've never done a webcam. And, I, and all that's going through my head is, is why is someone giving me a webcam, number one? Why do you own a webcam, number two? And do I want to clean it? Because I can't think of any other reason other than fucking rude things why someone would own a webcam i really don't like, why would you own a webcam i mean it doesn't make any fucking sense because you've got a laptop and that's got a camera in it so why is your own webcam? ah you say that my, my boss recently had a new laptop delivered without a webcam in it so he's oh. genuinely sitting there for the first 10 15 minutes of this meeting going hello hello his, his laptop no a webcam. genius <laughs> Oh, oh right. So obviously we're we're talking first aid. So um, Lance, do you want to throw out a? Uh, obviously we were discussing risks last week. Do you want to throw yeah. out a sort of a, a risk of injury, and then uh, we'll get Rach to sort of give us some advice on how to heal it or deal with it. I guess. I suppose heal and I deal. Re- <laughs> Turn and burn. Um, yeah, I suppose common ones you'd encounter perhaps on a mill sim or, or, or even as like even a skirmish day. I suppose. I mean. Uh, I'm gonna go with like a head, like a, a knock to the head or something like that. Like you know, go through a doorway. You got your, you know, okay. some, someone's got a lid on, or maybe not, or you have got obscure vision. And you, you clonked your head on something, or even nighttime through woodland branches and shit like that coming at you. I knew Into there was a it. reason I put this in my pocket. I knew there was a reason for that. Um, but it's not. It depends what you've done. Mm. But I suppose the first thing you want to think about, especially if you've not, like if you've not got head protection on and you nail your head on something and you cut it. Heads bleed like a bastard. They they just bleed like a bastard because there's so many little blood vessels and there's quite a lot of pressure to take that blood up there. So head wounds bleed like a bastard. So people always think, oh my God, there's like four gallons of blood and my head's going to fall off. And actually it'll be a tiny little cut and a lot of blood out of your body. Sorry, a little bit of blood out of your body looks like a lot of blood. Mm. Like it really does look like a lot of blood. So the first thing is you want, you want to clean it up and just have a look at it because obviously it's, if it's a bad cut, there's not really a lot you can do about it. Other than if you've got a dress and dress something, then you're going to need to go to hospital. But otherwise, you just kind of put a bit of pressure on it and that'll stop the bleeding. The thing about head banging your head is all of the other things that can happen. Like I know anyone that's sort of my age, they used to say, as long as there's a lump, you're okay. That's kind of bullshit. Yeah, it's bollocks. It's, it's just utter bollocks whether you've got a big lump or not a big lump there's things to look out for the important one is if and i think it's more important for if you see someone nail the head is if people start to be sick because that's a that's not a sit them down and make sure they're okay give them more that's sit them down and phone an ambulance because that's right. the one of the symptoms of concussion is like in, yeah but after your bone your head is you start vomiting and it's generally concussion's not a good thing you know what i mean i mean it's not yeah. You know, it's not a heart attack, but it's not a good thing because it just essentially means you bruise your brain. But then there's other things. So if like they lose consciousness, you 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 need to find a fucking ambulance. Do you know what I mean? Um, I mean, I carry. I've got this. This is like my little torch that I carry everywhere. I don't know if you can see that everywhere. It's a low light torch. And the reason I, I carry this one is because it's got two settings. Maybe you can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the yeah. first set, that one, you can you could do a pupillary test with that. I wouldn't advise people to do a pupillary test because unless you know what it is that you're looking at, it's kind of boilers. 
but I kind of went yep, for that reason. You've got eyes. Yeah, you, well, you're looking yeah. for a pupil response. You expect them to react in a certain time and go back in a certain time. Mm. You want them both to be the same. But again, I wouldn't do that unless you know what you're looking for. Kind of. But yeah, if someone loses consciousness, you, you're going to need to phone them. Even if it's like for two seconds, you, you, you want to be phoned. If not phone an ambulance, taking them to hospital. Because any anytime you lose consciousness after a head injury, you, you need to go and have some shit done to you. Yeah, that should be really alarm bells for people, shouldn't it, really? Yeah. But a lot of the time, I think, for your average everyday bang, it's just going to suck for a little bit and sit down. Mm. It's actually quite normal to feel a little bit out of sorts and a little bit dizzy after a head. You know, you've nailed your head. If you feel dizzy for an hour, that's that's not so normal. But, like, a few seconds, a minute, that's fine. But, yeah, just sit down, chill, make sure you're okay, have a little pat. If there's blood, I mean, a lot of the time you'll find there's blood, but it won't be a bad cut. If you can dress it, you know, put a plaster on it, but generally I would say don't bother because you've got, Unless you're me, I've not got a lot of hair on the front of my head. But most people have got hair, and you're, you're not going to get a dressing on hair. You're just not. You know what mm. I mean? So you just hold like one of your dressings onto it if it's breathing quite a bit. If it's not, then you'll be fine. Right. But yeah, the important like... thing is if, if you vomit, or if if you see someone vomit after they've banged the head, you, you really need to like just phone an ambulance. Don't even take them to hospital, just phone an ambulance. You know what I mean? Because it's the first sign of concussion. And concussion could then mean that you've got a more serious injury it doesn't most time it doesn't but that's what your concern is is that going to be a more serious yeah by leaving it are you going to escalate it further then aren't you yeah basically yeah kind of yeah because you also get like concussion is a contusion you know bruising your brain and from a bruise you can get a bleed and generally speaking well not generally brains bleeding isn't really a good thing you know Mm. what i mean it's like one of those things that you can probably live without your brain bleeding generally you know not a good thing no fair play mate nice like it cool uh <laughs> mike brewer says rage how would you deal with a bilateral periorbital ecchymosis i don't know what that is <laughs> bilateral well i know ecmo is about um it's an itu so they do it in itu it's about um I'm pretty confident about. I'm not an ITU nurse, so I might be fucking wrong here, Mr. Mike Bro. But ECMO is about the perfusion of oxygen into your lungs. So peri- a bilateral periorbital would probably mean that it's forcing it. I would argue into both lobes of your lungs, but both your lungs. But ECMO is all about how they um, the perfusion of oxygen through your bloodstream, I believe. But again, not a fucking ICU nurse, so I might be wrong. Pete's just thrown that in there, isn't he? Yeah. Apparently, it's so, raccoon eye. Well, there you go then. <laughs> Anyway, cool. Um, uh, Andy Bob says ankle injuries, I would say, are more common in airsoft. So, yeah, let's talk about ankle injuries next. So, uh, yeah, we we touched on this on our pre briefing list, didn't we? Yeah, so you you were talking about there's like a difference between sprained and rolled ankles and things like that. (laughs) Yeah, um, like 99% of people that say I've just sprained my ankle, but they haven't because a sprain is actually a real. I say it's a real injury, like a break, and in a lot of cases, a sprain can be as bad, if not worse, than a break because it means that you've torn ligaments, which is generally bad. And you could, if you'd sprained your ankle, you'd know because it instantly swells up and there's a lot of pain. Do you know what I mean? I mean, the first thing to do, unless, like, I think if you roll your ankle, like if you just drive on your ankle, the common thing that people do is that they take the boots off. And the problem with taking your boots off is even if you have just like rolled it and oh, well, that hurts a little bit. It's going to swell up, and then you might not get your boots back on. You're better off just leaving them on. Do you know what I mean? If you've like proper hurt it, 
and you know, I can't tell you what to look. You know, if it's a real thing or if it's just like, oh, that fucking hurt or oh shit, my mm. foot's gonna fall off. Then, then you need to take it off. But a good thing to have is what you. I, I said this the other day. Is what you people call camo uh, tape, but it's. I know it's physio tape, and I keep. I've got a roll in my. This is like my personal first aid kit. Like a wonderful and if you it comes on a tube and if you take the tube off it flattens down to like that size and you can fit it in and this is really good stuff really good for um strapping up um limbs like wrists and ankles i mean you could probably, probably get over an elbow as well although why i don't really know why you'd want to strap up your elbow it's, you know you're better off with a with a splint if you hurt your elbow you probably don't want to strap it up um but it's really good shit and it's i so it's almost less like wanted... the self the self sticking gun wrap tape in it. If you can remember, yeah, it's yeah. Up so you know the stuff that you see that's camo that's not it's not sticky. It's kind of <clears> yeah. I don't know if you can. Yeah, and I know. Just wraps back on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I th- I want to say I paid about six quid for many many rolls that are in the drawers behind me. Like many, I think I got about 10 rolls for six quid. It's not expensive, but it's really good. And it's good for like, just fixing shit as well. Do you know what I mean? Cause you can get it on and get it off quite easily. But it's good for like, um, cause I climb as well. It's good for like bracing things. If you fucking rip a finger out or like when, you, when you've wedged it, it's a, it can be sore. That's the stuff, yeah. I yeah, mean, it's exactly not. the same stuff. Exactly the same stuff. But I imagine how much for how many? Uh, I think that's possibly just the one. Yeah, because it's someone's selling it to you, to you, like because it's got camo on it. Whereas this shit yeah. is dirt cheap, like dirt <laughs> cheap. Do you know what I mean? And it's the same stuff. But yeah, even that stuff, if you've got that stuff, it's good. You can wrap it round. And if you're going to strap up a limb, and it's easy with ankles and and wrists, is it needs to be tight enough to actually do something. Because it's not tight enough, it's not going to do anything. But if it's too tight, it'll cut off the circulation. And a good rule of thumb is like with feet and hands is so you kind of look for the extremities to go blue. But what you really mean is if like if you squeeze your finger like that, you, you can see it going red. If your fingers are like really red, that it's too tight. So you know what I mean, undo it and, and redo it, right? So that it so that it works. Then put your put get your boot back on, take it easy. But generally speaking, like a roll or something, you're going to run it off in a day, maybe. Do you know what I mean? It's not really going to last much longer than a day. A sprain, though, that's again, you need to go to hospital. You, you need to go to hospital because you're going to need to wear an orthotic, so, which is like a splint. Because it's bad. Sprains are bad. And like if you, I think I said to you the other day, like if you, if I showed you someone with a broken ankle, as long as it wasn't an open fracture, which means a bone sticking out, and showed you a sprained ankle, you're probably not going to know the fucking difference. They're both going to look horrific with like funny colours and lots of swelling and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm doing multiple things at the same time. <laughs> I am listening, I promise. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, oh, Mike, Mike's base. What I was doing, basically, Mike's just been WhatsApping me, Mike Brewer. He says he's an EMT3 and he apologises. He didn't mean to put you on the spot. He's <laughs> just being a dick, right. basically. <laughs> Mate, I would have done the same, to be fair. <laughs> but as I said, I don't fucking know. I'm guessing because my mate's an ICU nurse and he talks about ECMO. Do you know what I mean? And explain it to me one day. That's the only thing that I don't fucking know. I, I yeah, yeah. Work in, I've worked in psychiatric intensive care units, but they're very, they're not the same. They're not the same yeah. as a normal ICU. 
Uh, fair news. Uh, Paula Swayo says, I think the most preventable injuries at Airsoft originated from overexertion, both in terms of lack of fitness and dehydration. Mm, uh, what frustrates there, me with Airsoft is the amount we all spend on kit and the neglect of basic first aid training, especially carrying a TQ without having any training and using it. Yeah, don't get me started, dude. Because I, I, if it was, I wouldn't, I wouldn't allow them on airsoft sites. I wouldn't. Mm. No, I wouldn't allow a tourniquet on airsoft. Because God forbid, like inevitably, it's an outdoor sport. Lots of people do it around the country. I guarantee there's people that have been at airsoft and fucking cut themselves. Do you know what I mean? Like give themselves a good gash. Mm. I can't imagine anyone's had an arterial bleed, which is what you would use a tourniquet for. But they've had a good. And, I, and my concern is, is I've also met lots of airsoft players, and like, I mean. I'm going to sound like a cunt, but a lot of them aren't the sharpest tools in the box. Like, they're just not the sharpest <laughs> tools in the box, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you just, I just have visions of some dude, like, putting a tourniquet around someone's head or, like, round the fucking, round the bottom of someone's arm and then, like, well, that mm. dude's just lost his fucking arm, you know what I mean? Like, I just yeah, ban yeah. them. There's no point for them. You can buy, you know, you can buy those white, I want to say, you know, the game. You can get the training ones, what? can't you? That don't actually... I, I wouldn't. Is... I wouldn't even allow the training ones because, again, you, there'll be people out there that would buy the training one. And goes well. I've used the training one, so no, I can use the one. And it's mm, like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I know you can't. I mean, that dude who's an EMT, he's going to know them. Doctors, I said, a lot of doctors aren't taught how to fucking <laughs> use a tourniquet. No. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's really I mean, I, I like my hands up, and I've got one on my. Um, I've got one on my uh, on my rig on my on my battle belt but like a, i'd like to make it it's purely for the aesthetics of the fact that it's there with the with the trauma scissors behind it it's purely that is all it's there See, i get that when you say trauma scissors you mean shears don't you the shears yeah 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 i get it and i understand that because i get why a lot of people kind of like that aspect of airsoft but i think there's too much of a nurse in me now to think no there's certain things you just don't because there are people you have to work to the to the most common denominator and that is the reality is is that some people there's going to be a tiny percentage of people that play airsoft that genuinely think that because they've watched fucking seal team they can <laughs> shoot someone in the face and put a tourniquet on someone there just is and it's just no it's like that sort of stuff is really dangerous <laughs> it's mm, just mm, really dangerous yeah, hands, yeah absolutely mm. like yeah 100 percent. cool uh let's talk about blisters and foot care so obviously uh, we were talking about blisters last week, and I, obviously you, you, you know, we, I think I, 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 I put myself out there and went, you know, I, I pop them. Um, I'm, I'm a also a bit of a sadomasochist. Which um, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things, isn't it? Because I think most people do, but if you're out and about, and I, I think you know, I come at this for more from you know, you average airsoft event is maybe two days. You go to it's maybe two days, maybe like three days three days and two nights but like if you go if you do a lot of outdoor stuff like hiking and shit you might be up excuse me for a week and the problem with bursting the blisters is your body's made a blister for a reason and if you burst it it, it really does increase your risk of infection in that site more so than, than just a little cut and a scratch because of how the blisters and, and all the skin it's taken off so that protection from the stuff inside isn't there anymore Right, and then again, the chance of you getting infected, if you pop a blister on a milson, you're probably not going to get an infection. And if you do, it's not going to be an infection that's going to cost you your life. It's just going to be a bit red and sore for a few days and then it'll go away. But it's not the point. It's it's about trying not to do that. So, like blister plasters, I mean, they're an obvious thing, but they work. They work for a reason. Right, you could, you could, you, I mean, I've said this before, I use climbing tape, but I, 
it's really good stuff. It doesn't stop the pain though. Like you rub that blister, it's going to hurt, but it'll stop it from bursting. Or what you can do is um, pop the blister, get the fruit out, and then tape it up. Mm-hmm. Again, I mean, I, I wouldn't. It's not the medical way to do it, but you, you generally speaking, you're going to be alright. But it's going to suck. It's it's going to be uncomfortable. You get a blister, generally it's going to be uncomfortable. Do you know what I mean? The, the key is not to get a blister in the first place. So don't rock up to a Milsim in brands banking new boots. That's just a silly thing to do. Even like your lowers and your, your Iowas and your um, oh, like Solomon's and all that. Bergs, stuff. Yeah. Like. They, they've got a more of a trainery feel inside. Even those, you run that risk. Because the thing is, is most people aren't on their feet walking about all day. So your feet are going to swell. Because you're going to be on your feet, you're moving about, your feet are going to swell a bit, and that's what's going to get the blisters. So wearing the boots and breaking them in is going to help. Another thing you can do is, like, you know, you walk. I assume that everyone wears the correct socks, which is, like, if you're wearing boots, like walking boots especially, because that seems to be what a lot of lads wear, mm-hmm. is you want kind of quite thick socks. And if you get proper walking socks, they'll be double-layered, like the old, the old-fashioned the army ones were. Mm-hmm. They're double-layered, so actually the socks rub on each other rather than the sock rubbing on your skin. And that'll help. But that's what you want to do, is you want to look at prevention rather than how to deal with them. Because the reality is, is you kind of can't, you've just got to kind of suck it up and accept that it's going to suck for a little while. Do you know what I mean? I mean, you could, if it's a little blister, you could try popping it and put in, um, I was going to say Meepaw, but you're probably not going to know what Meepaw is. Um, you know, the dressings that you get in first aid kits that are just kind of, um, they look like big plasters, essentially. So we can find so I don't know, you can't really see that. Is that the one that's got like, almost like a moisture barrier, uh, Rob, to it? Like you can, like, I know my wife was giving some, when she, damaged, she cut her finger really badly and before they put the main dressing over it, they put like, it's like a, like a mesh, sort of like a gel. No, that's to, help it, that's to help it heal. That'll be probably honey, I imagine. It might be iodine, but it's generally a honey dressing. No, those sort of things. I don't know if you can see that. Okay. So you've got like, it's just fabric with oh, yeah, the like dressing in the One of those you can put on it because you want a bit of cushioning on it. But again, it's just going to suck and you're just kind of going to have to suck it up. But it's, you just want to keep it minute. clean. And if I've got my nurse's head on, you sh- if you're going to pop it, pop it at home where you can keep it clean and you can look after it properly. Do you know what I mean? But technically speaking, you're probably not going to die of an infection from a blister in your foot. Unless you've got... If you've got diabetes, fucking don't pop it. Like, don't pop it. Do you know what I mean? Go home, let it heal itself. If you've got, like, type 1 diabetes, don't fucking... Just don't pop it. Really? Just yeah. don't. Why is that? Yeah, yeah. Because people with diabetes can suffer circulation problems in their extremities with their feet and their hands. So even people, like if you've got it really well controlled, probably going to be all right. But like their extremities tend to, it take, it tends to take them a lot longer to heal and they're a bit more prone to infection. I mean, anyone Google it you'll see lots of people with type 1 diabetes as they get older that lose feet and legs because of that. Do you know what I mean? If you're young and you're healthy and you've got it well-managed, which is the key, well-managed, then you'll be fine. But mm. I'd still say just be fucking careful. Yeah, I've no, got fair. a That's terrible a point, yet slightly humorous story about someone with diabetes that my gran used to know. Um, now, please don't judge me for this, but it, I found it a little bit funny. So um, there, was a, there was a friend of my nan's <laughs> There was a friend of my nan's who had diabetes and she lost a foot. And she was telling me about this because my nan, um, who's passed away now, she used to be diabetic as well. So she was like, oh, I've got to be really careful because otherwise I'll lose a foot. And it was only sort of throughout this conversation that it, 
it resolved that basically the lady's name was Peggy. (laughs) (laughs) That was quite funny. But then I said to my nan, Terrible. You do realize the yeah, she said, Oh, you do realize the irony of your your friend being called Peggy and having lost a foot. And then it turns out that the, the lady had then died quite sort of soon after. She'd lost her foot and everything because of diabetes. So that that story has like a, a, a quite a, a roller coaster of emotions. Um, <laughs> Peggy, go on. It was. I think. I think just that you know, it, it was quite funny. No, fair one, mate. Yeah. I like that. Peggy. Oh blimey! There's a lot of um. There's a lot of chat in the um chat. Funnily enough, about um. Obviously, with blisters, like preventative stuff's obviously best. I mean, we've obviously kind of talked about that before, so I'm going to cherry-pick a few things. Um, Ratty says, I've watched a note about sniper tape, and the chap said you could use it to prevent blisters. Is that a thing? Sniper tape? Um, um, green, funny enough, with a green screen. I mean, I don't know. Cross, I don't know if I'll... I mean, it is well, at least it gives... one side, material cover. It's no... I mean, feel-wise, it's not much different to that um, zinc Doobry tape, this one here. Mm. You see, in my head, I'm thinking no, because anywhere, like a blister's formed from a pressure area. Mm. So you start putting tape, bear in mind, tape's gonna, is really adhesive. The whole, I suppose the tape might rub, but you're also not risk of the tape shifting large areas of skin to move, to rub against each other rather than a small area. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say so. You'd use it to protect them, addressing, like I said, like hyman tape, like you get calluses here and on your fingers. And if you rip one or you don't want to rip, then you wrap it in hyman tape and it fucking hurts. But it stops it from ripping, do you know what I mean? When we spoke yesterday, right. Rob, about um, when you said some plasters, when you get in, like, a, if you bought a basic first aid kit, all the other questions really, should be good, but yeah, the basic plasters really... are a bit shit. But I suppose, in, with that respect, then regarding sniper tape, you could whack a, a basic plaster over the blister area and then, and then put some sniper tape over the top of that crack. Yeah, yeah. If you put a dressing, then yeah. Or even you don't need to get that. You could use, if you, so you can buy, um, oh, I fucking know what it's called. You can buy uh, like a sterile dressing that's that's like cotton on one side and it's like shiny on the inside. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. remember the fucking name of it. You can buy yeah. that. It's dirt cheap. Most, a lot of, excuse me, a lot of, First aid kits have them in. Put that on it, and then wrap that, and then put sniper tape. Yeah, bang on, boom. You're, you're fucking golden, right? Like, because it gives you a bit of cushioning. But ultimately, as I said, once you've got a blister, even you put loads of pad on it, it's gonna suck. It's just gonna hurt. You know what I mean? Well, that might be one of them. Adhesive wound dressing. Boom. No, because you want the non-adhesive ones. Well, um, I might have one in this one. Um, I, know, I definitely know these have got the shiny backs to them, but then I've got the nice cotton. Yeah, yeah. but you got a decent ones and you get non adhesive ones. You just want to oh, okay. pop that on and then, and then just slap it on the tape. Right. But no, yeah. for the life of me, I can't. I've got I can't what it's really called. <laughs> I think it's just called a sterile dressing, yeah. Right. And obviously, if you get a tape. Yeah, if you're gonna take dressings, you need shears. They're good for looking cool, but once you've used them a couple of times, they're shit. They don't work. These are quite expensive, but are they all really well. No, these are proper medical shears. Oh, okay. Leatherman, get one of these. 
Ooh. These are fucking wicked. They are nearly a hundred quid, but they'll last you forever. Like you'll cut people's clothes off with them. They've got um, they're good to have in your car for, for, got... for medical purposes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. The, for the murder you, bag. You, you, like, these aren't going to be in the murder bag or anything. <laughs> anyone, anyone that works in the medical profession that didn't do it so that they could finger unconscious people is lying. That's the only reason we do it. It's the only reason. Do you know what I'm saying? That's it. Now you know why I wanted to make sure that no one could see my ID bag so no one could report me. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 because you're inconspicuous, I'm joking, aren't you? by the way. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, if those Leatherman ones have got these, one of these, it's a seatbelt cut, which is awesome. Like, it's really right. good. It will, and it will cut for a seatbelt. I've tried it. Right, but yeah, no, they're about 100 quid. Sometimes you'll get them for like 80 quid. They're Leverman. I want to say, I think it's Leverman Rescue Tool, I think they're called. Mm. But they're wicked. They're wicked things to have. And they, you can just stuff them in a pocket, in a pouch. Like, um, mine are actually out on my desktop at the minute because I was using them for something else. But they'll fit in anything. Do you know what I mean? You can even buy, um, I think I've got it in here. You can buy like a holster for them that will fit into webbing. And it's nice. like a plastic little holster for them so you can get them out quick. I mean, lots of, if you're, that fellow is an EMT, he's, I would imagine he knows people that use them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There you go, 95 quid. They're fucking banging. They are banging. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. Uh, They're banging. No, they are banging. No. There you go. Get it on Leatherman right now. With free standard delivery on orders over fifty pounds, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, but it's Leatherman in it, so it's you can guarantee the quality. I'm, I'm guessing that comes with a lifetime guarantee being Leatherman as well. Leatherman, yeah. Well, it's yeah. just you. Not that you'd need it with Leatherman, so you are paying for quality, mate. I mean, I hundred percent. Yeah, I, I'm a I'm a big. I mean, I've got the little squirt as well. I've got the squirt. I've got um, got another little mini one as well. Yeah, I've got a few. I'm big like, mate. Like one on my desk. Oh, there is. Yeah, that's the wave. Yeah, that's a cool one. That's that's one of the ones I've not got. I think I've got the skeletal. Um, I've got yeah. the mutt. I've got the Leatherman mutt. Um, but that's over in my yeah. That's the military utility tool or something or something like that stands for. But that's a wicked bit of kit. So that knife on that is, is yeah. razor sharp. Yeah. I am um, just just while we're talking Leatherman, I managed to snap. I don't know if you can see that the um the end of the uh the pliers off. So usually uh, incredibly, out, I can imagine. I was trying to fix uh, what uh, my bike actually. One of the teeth on my bike had warped or bent out of shape, so I tried to grab the end of the bike and just kind of pry it back, um, and took the end of the uh, the leatherman off. Um, if you send it back to them, they'll they'll repair it or replace it. I didn't. Know you do that. have to send it to them though, right? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you do have to send it to them, but. They're really good. Like if if shit don't work, they're really good. Mm. Mm. They're really good about that. What's the name in it? It's the test of time, and it really don't live. Yeah, my mate's got a Leatherman that his old man got when he joined the RAF when he was like fucking sixteen, and his old man's what's that name? It's fucking sixty something. Because we go fucking years, isn't it? Mm. Um. So right. So next on the list, uh, we had. Sorry, I've got. Jumping around differently. I've lost it now. Well, oh, where's it gone? Oh, what we covered here? Heard it? We don't. We covered here. We got um... hypothermia. Oh yeah, that'd be a good one. Obviously, the season we're in now. Right. I think again, uh, in the UK, 
in England, I should say, I'm not going to say in the UK, in England, where you play airsoft, the chance of you getting hypothermia, if you're sensible, are pretty slim, do you know what I mean? But it's, again, it's, you don't want to be treated hypothermia. You, you, you just don't, you want to be, because if you get, if you, if you actually start down that hypothermia pathway, you just, you, that's you that's your fucking weekend over do you know what i mean it is you're gonna want to stop and go and get fucking warm so it's about being you know make sure you've got appropriate layers the important thing especially in the winter is to remember that you're gonna sweat like a bastard even when it's cold you're gonna exert yourself and what a lot of people do is they exert themselves and they sweat and their their underlayer gets wet because they sweat and then it starts then they stop and it gets cold so they just fucking put more clothes on well, actually, that's not a good thing because that T-shirt's wet. Do you know mm. what I mean? And I know it sounds ridiculous, but if you fucking change it, put something else on, don't put warm clothes on wet clothes because it, it it's counterintuitive and, it, and you're probably not going to warm up. Yeah, you know? yeah But definitely. yeah, don't fucking get hyperthermic. But once you start, everyone... I mean, I'm a, if you're going to do outdoor shit, have a first aid kit on you. I don't... If you're not going to carry a first aid kit, then when something happens, don't find a fucking ambulance because you know what? You weren't prepared, so it's your own stupid fault. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, majority of times, if you are out and about, I'm, I'm going to sort of put my neck on the line. Sort of 70 percent of things that happen out in the field, you could probably well deal with yourself. Cut scrapes, yeah. I mean, things like that. Most of them, yeah. A lot of things, you. exactly. A lot of things that people throw an ambulance for could have been dealt with early enough before the need for ambulance. But carry one of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. got that in your kit. Carry one of them. I mean, it's what it says on the tin, it's a full blanket if they're really cold. You're probably never going to have to use it. You're never going to have to use it, but it's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. It's like, you know, it's, it's getting cold. When you're driving about, put a bottle of water and a blanket in the boot of your fucking car. That's it, that's it. Do you know what I mean? Just a blanket and a bottle of water. That's going to do you for 24 hours. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's the same sort of attitude, right? But it, yeah, it's about layers, wear appropriate layers. And, and know this, you know, spot the, the warning signs. You know, when people start shivering, and you know the the extremities go blue, and it's a weird one because when they're blue, blue, it's too fucking late. It's more that they go, they start yeah, to have that tinge sort of, of thing, blue. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, spot those and 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 tell them like fucking stop, get something warm on because you're not going to spot it in yourself. If you're shivering, I would hope that you've got you know, the marbles upstairs to to either get get yourself a warm drink, get warm. Do you know what I mean? Like. Mm. Like lads, you know, lads will be sat in the cold with their hands out. But you know, there's a reason why coppers and done like this. It's because they're keeping their hands warm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like your armpits are a really warm place, and part three fingers. It's really rude. But like, you can't see me, thank God. But if you put your hands down, your, not down your cocks, but if you, well, you can't see me. So hook them under the backs of your legs. Yeah. But but by your crotch and close your legs, and again, you're gonna keep your hands warm. Um, but yeah, just make sure you wrap up warm. Move. That's it. Just fucking move. Get up, jog on the spot, blow your hands, you know what I mean? To warm yourself up. But it's about spotting it. Because once you started, like I said, you start with the shiver, then you might start getting really lethargic. So you might suddenly slow down and oh, sure and be tired and stuff. That's that's the point where it gets too much. And then once they start to become sluggish and, you know, you've got, they're not talking sense and, you know, that's fucking... You know, that's the point where it's a bit too late. It's, that's when you, you kind of need to do something straight away. And it's about not getting to that point. But like I said, in England, 
you, you know, it's you have to be. It's no. If you were going to the lakes or the peaks, then a fucking hundred percent. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Once you start to get into a bit of altitude, even the little altitude that we have in this country, a bit of altitude and the weather turns, yeah. But if it's winter and it pisses it down again, that's when you might get it because you're still in wet clothes. Do you know what I mean? So you keep and your body can't warm itself up because your body will shiver to warm itself up. That's why it does it. But it's not going to be able to if you piss wet through because the piss the water will hold that temperature really well. That's mm. why I know you've banged on about it before, lads, but wet and dry kit. Do mm. you know what I mean? And there's some things it sounds ridiculous. If you can only take some, all your dry kit should be body kit. If you can't if you can't fit a full spare kit i don't know why you couldn't but if you can't make sure that what you do take is body kit because this is the shit that you care about because mm. that's what's hard to do is it's your core body temperature which is coming from here do you know what i mean like your trousers will be wet and they'll be cold and it'll be fucking uncomfortable but you're probably not going to get hypothermia from that because as long as your body's warm you generally speaking you're going to be grand yes, exactly. so but it's i would like always say take the half size sleep mats and it's like the as long as your core you can keep your core warm your legs take care of themselves sort of thing that, that yeah pretty much thing. yeah well i mean mm. the, the, i mean the it's going to be fucking uncomfortable and it's going to mm. suck and you won't do it again, which, you know, I mean, I don't mean to sound like a dick, probably not a bad thing, right? But you'll be all right. If you can only take a few things, make sure it's all upper body shit. But I, again, ideally, if you can't fit in, in the winter, if you can't fit in a change of clothes, then you either your bag's not big enough or you're taking the wrong shit. It's just that simple because that is that should be more important than everything, including your gun. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, I mean we've always said this with Milsims and that, mate. You've got to have the 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 the, the, the right kit on you and the right sort of the mindset, if you like, and the the relative basic skills that you'd need to sort of take yourself off into the wilderness for a couple of days, or you know, in the loosest sense of the word, before you start worrying about yeah. like, what guns and what scopes I'm going to need on the top of it. It's like, well, have you got a, have you got an appropriate sleep system first, mate? Have you got this sorted out first? Have you got, like you say, your wet and dry kit? Yeah, I mean, you know, you're not going to not, it's not like you're not going to survive because it's not like you're on your own or anything, but it's going to ruin your weekend and you're probably going to yeah, go Exactly, home. yeah. yeah exactly, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're just going to go home. So you've paid like... But it gives you the confidence as well, doesn't it? And... If you've got that, exactly. it gives you the confidence. You think, I can really enjoy this weekend now. I'm, I'm prepared for it. I haven't got to worry about that sort of stuff because I've got it all covered. You know, now, now I can... Exactly. It it's good, it's good, it's good. It's good drills to have that sort of stuff on you and, and knowing how to use it as well. Mm. I just, I just I had to laugh at Mike Brewer's comment there about the... um. Look for the other signs of it, and I, think, I just thought, Christ, you struggle to spot hypothermia at some meals seems with some people. That attend them. <laughs> yeah, if they're shivering, it's got the wrong way. Interest, moaning, there are. Oh yeah, like so, yeah, Mark's <laughs> Yeah, I, I encountered that at quite a few events, really. So I'd, I'd struggle to spot hypothermia, I reckon. <laughs> oh my God, everyone here has hypothermia. Why have you got hypothermia? <laughs> it's the middle of the fucking summer. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm going to put it down to. If I start moaning next time, Mike, at an event, it's like, are you hypothermic? Oh, bless it. Tony, um, so Tony's probably, I would say, he's the oldest guy in our team. He's the matriarch, the senior. Yeah. Um, Bless him. He was uh, walking back to the safe zone at one of the Legion events, and he had a little stumble down a rabbit hole. And I went sprinting over going, don't let him fall. He's a fall risk. He's a fall risk. Did you really? I'm surprised you didn't slap you for that. Uh, it's pretty funny, pretty funny. Um, yeah, I like that, I like that. I've just, I've just realised, so um, just going through the chat, uh, it's actually Andy Taylor's birthday today. Um, happy birthday. Uh, Andrew Taylor, so evening fellas, sorry I'm late, I've been out for birthday tea, so happy birthday Andrew. Happy birthday mate, many happy returns um, for the day. 
Uh, Ed also asked, uh, sorry, I've got to find his comment. Oh, where's it gone? Is it the shoulder one? Okay. Uh, no, not that one. It was Rob. Were you the guy that let me shoot your last tag round at Longmore? Yes, I was. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> if Edward is silly gilly, because I'm sure he is, yeah, yeah. that's it, yeah. yeah. Then, yeah, it was, mate. Yeah. Uh, you used my M4 as well, mate. And you didn't give me a hand job like you promised me you would. And yeah. you didn't give me a blow afterwards either. So, exactly. when your next video drops, mate, I'm going to give it a really bad fucking review. Man's <laughs> a liar. Promises shit. Doesn't deliver. Do not watch his videos. <laughs> Do not watch his videos. He is a liar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm dear. Joking, mate. Yeah. I'm, I'm joking, dude. <laughs> Uh, Barry says, uh, "I've never been cold. I'm always sweating my balls off." Fair play. <laughs> I can I can relate to that. Yeah. Um, yeah cold so, and right, cool. said he was, a, he was still serving now. He just said like about cold, like winter drills and what clothing to wear in the winter and stuff like that. He said if you can go sort of cold and bold, you know, start off light and build up to it if you need to. Because nine times out of ten, you're going to be cutting about. You could well be. You could well have a t-shirt and a, and a light combat jacket on. With your so, either a plate yeah. carrier and your webbing kit, he said, if you're moving, if you're tabbing about doing this, that, and the other, he said, you're going to be plenty warm enough and it's going to let the, the heat escape from you quick enough to stop you sweating inside. So, cold and bold was the uh, was the uh, yeah. methodology you went with there. I thought well, that's fair enough, yeah, makes sense. Going out like the fucking Michelin man, like <laughs> I'll do that anyhow without any layers on. So, I've got to be the careful. problem is, is <laughs> it's easier to take shit out of your bag and put it on, isn't it, than having exactly, yeah, yeah. to stow shit away, you know what I mean. Mm. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So the next one I want to talk about is Burns. Um, and that one's obviously quite personal Mr. for me because I have had a um, a Mark V go off on my arm and it did cause me quite a bit of grief. So, uh, Rage, I've got a Mark V. It's got off my arm. What do I do? The first thing you learn want to, to do Learn is... to throw Mark Fives. Yeah. <laughs> like, go Mark V a little bit better, maybe. Maybe wear something on your, over your arm <laughs> if you're that dangerous with a Mark V. Um, to be fair, can won't... I clarify? It wasn't my Mark V. It, it, it was thrown at me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't just go like, I didn't just go, yeah. Oh. So move out of the way. Maybe learn to move out of the way. There's a, mm. a handy yeah, skill. I think with Burns, it depends how big you are. I mean, like the first thing you want to do is make sure it's clean. Like If there's a blister, don't fucking pop it. Especially like... I want to say, I'm assuming that your burn's like a reasonable size. If your burn's like the size of a penny, fucking do what you want. Do not knock yourself out. It's going to suck. It's going to sting like a bastard. Get cold mm. water on it. There's a trick. I don't know if Terry's here. He might know this trick. There's a trick that I learned in the army a long fucking time ago. Like, if you've got a little pissy little burn, you know, the annoying ones that you bitch and moan about for like three weeks and like think you're going to die, but it's actually the size of a pinhead. Put it under warm water for a few minutes. It's going to fucking hurt like you wouldn't believe. But after that, it doesn't hurt anymore. I mean, I don't know why, but it seems to work. We used to do it when I was in the army many years ago. But I wouldn't give that as professional advice. So, you know. Is it tepid water for 20 minutes now, isn't it, or something? Yeah. Above the 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 area. Well, it's it's just cool. Yeah, cool water for 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. When you're out and about, that's not realistic. It's, It's not realistic. So it's about how bad it is. If it's a decent sized burn, once you start getting to burns that are like an inch, two inches, you, you kind of want to cover it because you want to protect that blister until you're somewhere safe. Do you know what I mean? If you're in, because you've got to think that you're outside, you're not inside. And again, the reality is if it's just a, you know, a, a low level burn, like maybe first, yeah, feel the pain. You'll oh, be, you'll be fine. 
but burns are like blisters but are worse the, the risk of infection into a burn is fucking huge do you know what i mean and, and what you're going to be left with is a quite a nasty scar like you, you know i'm sure every i would imagine anyone that cuts has got a fucking cracking scar from the grill shelf do you know what mm. i mean and the reason mm. is is because at some point the blister popped or they popped it they peeled it off and then for about a week it was fucking red and sore well that redness was because it was infected and once the burn gets infected, it's going to, I mean, burns scar anyway because of how they affect your derma. But an infection in a burner, yeah, you're just going to get fucking horrible scars. So something that's a really innocuous wound, like it's not like you were shot or you've fucking been stabbed. It's a pissy little burn, but it's going to leave you a nasty scar. So you need to fucking dress it. I know you guys talk about the cooling shit. That's great. Like, if you want to carry that, carry it. I don't yeah, carry it. Yeah, put some here, actually. I, we, I mean, I carry it at work as well because obviously we're in the underground, dirty, horrible tunnels and that we ain't got access to like clean water we do carry some water on us and that but uh don't find me, but i think as well like it's you know you, you kind of tailor it to that situation do you know what i mean like i mean i've go. never i mean certainly with like mountain and and climbing and shit you don't really need burn stuff because you're not gonna burn yourself um burn shield yeah there. But for Milsons, I, I, I don't, I wouldn't take it. I, I just wouldn't. Do you know what I mean? I'd use water because I've got a bottle of water and I will generally, if I'm going to be out for a day, I'm going to want like four litres of water on, on me, but I'm going to want four litres of water in my car just in case. Like, yeah, same as that. Yeah, I've got it. Or something. So you Definitely can use that water and use that to cool it down, just pour it on and cool it down. Do you know what I mean? And this is, we, we touched on a bit of this last night with the regards to like carrying. Like in your even your in your belt kit, if you've got two water bottles in there, just make sure it's got clean water in it. Don't be mixing squash in your water bottles and stuff like that. Have you? Yeah, little... Don't pour don't pour squash on a wound. No, no exactly, exactly that, exactly that though, because you've got a you've got a bottle of clean water there, which you can use for obviously for drinking. But if you did use need to use it for irrigating a wound or someone's eye for in an emergency or whatever, at least it's clean water. If you do want to no... drink squash, have a little concentrated squirty one, and you can put in a cup and add a bit of water to it. You know, keep your water bottles I mean, just for water. That's a big one. Obviously, with the holocaust. Don't pour your water that you've been drinking out of in someone else's eye. Mm. If the holocaust didn't exist, then yeah, you can use water to get shit out of your eye. It's fine. And it's the same for a burn. It changes once if that blister's popped, which quite often happens. And, you know, like a thunder flash, it's probably going to burn the skin and, and you're not going to get a blister. And you kind of, you've all seen it. It's like red raw and there'll be bits of brown around the edges of it mm -hmm. from the burn instantly. You need to dress that. Even if it's a little one, you need to put a dressing on it. Because again, mm -hmm. it's just to be safe. If you're at home, you wouldn't, then that's fine. I mean, I probably would if I was at home. But if you, you know, you'd be fine. But you're not at home. You're outside where all the fucking bacteria and germs and shit live. And infections are generally pretty bad. I mean, most of the time you're going to get an infection. You're going to fight it off. You're probably not going to fucking know about it. But most of us, a bit of fingernail, a bit too short. And then you get the little bit of pus that comes up here. You squeeze it, it hurts for a few days and it goes up. You're going to be fine. But it's that time that you're not fine. You know what I mean? It's that time when you're in a place that's got fucking Legionnaire's disease or, you know, you some you know what you've not realised is, is you've got shit on your arm and you didn't know it was there because you've been, you know, you've had dirt on you, you've been rolling through the fucking mud and there's bits of shit on you. That's when you're going to start getting introduced to quite nasty infections pretty quickly. So put yeah. a dressing on it and get... Like, you want to irrigate it with saline, right? Because it's sterile. But I think I said to you last night, if you know, so kick up, you can buy Prontazam, which is like a medicated saline. So it's got like antibacterial properties. It kind of. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they're similar to what we've got to work. I don't know if I've got any more, actually. And you can irrigate the wound with that. And then you want a sterile dressing. But the really important thing is it needs to be non adhesive sterile dressing. 
If you don't have another piece of style dressing, don't put a dressing on it. You're better off not having a dressing on it than putting a dressing that will stick to it. Because all that's going to... You're going to open it and it's going to make it fucking worse. Cling film. I mean, if you want to take cling film in the boot, you can't take cling film. You could just fucking wrap cling film on it and you're going to be all right. Right, but if you if you've not got a blister, you want to put a dressing on it basically, and then just keep it clean. And again, you'll probably be fine. It's when it starts to get like to second and third degrees and and areas. Well, if you've got a big fucking burn, that's you know like that sort of size, you 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 you're probably gonna excuse me, you're gonna need to go and get that checked out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Again, it's the same sort of things. We're probably not gonna have a dressing that size, so clean it. Do you know what I mean? And go go to a doctor, go to a hospital. You know, it's just not. The risk of infection with burns is too great. Even in healthy people, like a lot of burn victims will die from it. It's an infection that will kill them. Do you know what I mean? Like, and if it's a really bad burn, like you, you, you know, it's reasonable that you might have burnt through your nerves, so you don't really, really feel it. And that's even worse because you're not going to know when an infection mm. gets in because it's not going to sting. It. Do you know what I mean? But you're what looking about, for like. Um... Right, sorry, sorry, mate. This sort of scenario where, say, you've got a burn on the arm, but the actual burn went through some clothing material, so there's a potential of the material being sort of stuck to it, and but there's also dirt there. I mean, how would you sort of? Is it just like irrigate as best as possible and leave the the material? Yeah, so you irrigate dirt. Yeah, irrigate dirt. I mean, I think nowadays you'd be hard pressed to a lot of decent kit isn't going to stick to if it melts like it's that. I want to say polythene, but it's not polyester. Oh, for fuck's sake, come on, this bastard thing back here. Um, <laughs> but if you've burnt yourself quite badly and you've got your clothing stuck to it, you're going to need to go and see someone you are mm. so they can remove it carefully and safely, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah, again, yeah. you could pull the fucker off. It's going to fucking hurt. But it's what it's going to take with it when you rip it off. Is it going to turn like a, a burn into a really deep wound because you've also ripped off a big chunk of flesh where it's stuck to it? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because the problem with the burn is, is you can see it's going to be all the layers underneath that are going to be damaged as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so you're going to need to go somewhere and get it removed. But I mean, there's an easy solution to that, Lance, and that's buy half decent kit. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Stay away from. Yeah, there you go. What he says. Don't yeah. peel it off. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you, you're going to need to go and see someone that does it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Mm. Just going back to the irrigation, because um, I. Uh something I really wanted to touch on being that you, you mentioned it last night. I hadn't even thought about it was um, we sort of vaguely discussed briefly previously about, oh, if you've got some squash or, or Coke, at least it's allowing you to wash it out. No, fucking now, don't do that. And the reason that you don't do that, you, you were mentioning about sugars. Yeah. You, so, I mean, for a start, it's, it's not sour, but the sugars and shit, it's weird because we use honey, which is fucking sugar to heal wounds. But once you start pouring squash and they've got fucking dirty chemical sugars in and stuff, you're just going to encourage infection. Do you know what I mean? Coca-Cola, mm. especially. I mean, if anyone of a certain age has seen what Coca-Cola does to fucking teeth, right? You've all seen that video and done that at school where you drop a tooth in a fucking... Or drop... Right, a good one is even now, you drop a fucking dirty penny. Oh, that's right, yeah. Coke, Comes out gleaming, And literally, it? like, the next day, it's fucking gleaming and you're like, well, fuck me. You want to pour that shit into a wound? You know, fucking... Crack on, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but you should see my insides, on, they're shiny. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Look how pearly white these are. <laughs> exactly, yeah. but, I mean, again, probably could be, you'd probably be okay, but I wouldn't fucking do that, you know what I mean? I mean, when you, you should be carrying water, like I said, you can buy fucking saline. For like, it's fucking pennies, man. Mm, mm. Do you know what I mean? It's fucking pennies. No. Or even just 
if you if you're too tight to buy say like buy a 500 ml bottle of fucking spring water and don't open it do you know what yeah, i mean don't, don't exactly that yeah perfect man. yeah definitely boom it's not going to be stale but there's not going to be a lot of bacteria in it it's going to be better for you than pouring fucking coca-cola into a wound no. I, I yeah. just don't i mean i imagine that would fucking hurt as well i mean i don't know i've never done it but i imagine it would sting a little fucking bit you know i mean next you're gonna time, do that shit just carry iodine or fucking hydrogen next time stuff, i like. damage myself i'm gonna pour coke on it for science yeah do it do it blazing a trail for science yeah. <laughs> no, i wouldn't do that shit <laughs> the week after so my arm fell off um. yeah but don't do that i can confirm <laughs> Well, on that note, then, Rage, what would be, uh, uh, Rob? Sorry, mate. What would be sort of like for you, for for anyone, from a skirmisher, for a milsimer, for someone who's just going out for a trek across the, the forest for a day? What would be sort of like the minimum kit that you would say you must be carrying if you're doing these sort of outdoor activities and that you, you're a fool not to be carrying a first aid kit, regardless. Even one in your vehicle, one in the cupboard at home, everyone should have one, regardless. A basic first yeah. aid kit. What would be your sort of go-to setup for a for a milsim event for you, just for your personal kit? Not, not for a team or anything, just for you'd carry on you just for dealing out with your issues sort of thing and, and whatnot. So I've got, this is the one, this goes on my belt and it's, mm. it's the Warrior one, I think it is. Yeah, it's the Warrior uh, Medics pouch. Like rip-off Medics pouch, so it just rips off and I don't have to fuck about detecting it. Not being, yeah. well, you can see that Velcro, that lights in the way. Velcro back in, so you can literally just rip it off. You don't even yeah, need yeah, to yeah. do it. So I have... I have a couple of these sort of bandages here. Now, you can't... I wouldn't necessarily... I mean, you probably don't need these. I take them. You'd have to use a dressing with this. And you couldn't use this to splint someone. The bandage isn't elastic enough or strong enough for you. It's not really going to fucking give you any support. But I take one of those to apply dressing to. I take... <laughs> you've seen the dressings that you get in first aid. Because like I said, I mean, this is these are just cheap ones. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I've got the same as well. So yeah. it's a bandage on a dressing. When you put that on, tie the knot over the dressing, just to add that little bit of pressure. Because it's like if you go back to what someone said a few episodes ago about applying a tourniquet to a bad wound. No, apply pressure to directly through the fucking wound. That's all mm. you need to do. Right. And the reality is, is you're probably not going to. I would. I mean, I say that, and then the next milsome I go to, my leg's going to fucking fall off. Me. You're probably not going to come across <laughs> an arterial bleed. You know what I mean? I just doubt that that's going to happen to you. Mm. But if you someone's bleeding a lot, you just put direct pressure, and that's what these are for. So you wrap it around, and then you fucking tie the knot on top of the wound. It's going to hurt, but it's add those that extra bit of pressure. So I've got uh, one of those. You see, I carry a spray for things, but it's not an aerosol one. It's a pump one. And that's just for cuts and fucking... And it's more... Again, you'd probably be right, but I just use it because I am getting fucking old. So I think my immune system is probably not as good as it fucking used to be. Do you know what I mean? But these are really good. Again, I, I'm not a fan of the aerosol ones because... And that's an antiseptic sort of pump. It's just an antiseptic liquid. spray, yeah. Oh, okay. gonna, again, going to sting like a bastard, but for greys and shit like that, it's going to be perfect. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good sting, isn't it? Because you know it's cleaning it sort of thing. <laughs> oh, I don't know if it's a good sting. I don't know about that. Fucking I quite yeah. like it. Um, <laughs> I don't like the aerosol ones because at some point, some idiot's going to spray it into a bad cut and they're gonna, just going to embed shit into the cut. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I don't, I don't like aerosol ones, but they work. They, you know, if, if you're going to use them properly for your grays and shit, then yeah, they're fucking bang on. They're perfect. But again, it's going to sting like a bastard. Um, I've got so I have proper shears. Now these these are titanium, and it's, I didn't buy them because of titanium. The, the titanium because they're titanium, they don't come loose as quick. Because what fucks shears up is that they come loose 
the more you use them, the looser this bolt becomes, and that's that's where shears aren't sharp. If you've got a pair, run your finger down them. You can't cut yourself. They they shear things. They don't cut them, but they come loose. Whereas the decent a decent set that you know you're, you're gonna have to pay like 30, 40 quid for. They're not gonna come loose, so you can reuse them. Yeah. And that's I don't think normal people that everyone would need these. I carry these in case I need to cut someone's clothes off. That's why I carry them. Do you know what I mean? Like if you know, I finally caught them. And there's no witnesses about. I can, you know, easy access. It's part, you know, it's part of the prisoner yeah. process at a mill sim. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd like to just let you know that Rage is my new business partner for the murder bags. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I carry. I mean, I'll give you points if you know what that is. Folks. Oh, is that's that the a, old um, throat. Uh, yeah. Airway no, 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 no. Oh, you, you, I told you that's a, that's a, an all found GL airway. But I only carry the one size because, generally speaking, the adult men that I'm going to be playing airsoft with, so I only like a size four is probably going to fit everyone. Do you know what I mean? No. But again, don't carry that. No, no one, you, I can use this. I, I imagine that lad that might the EMT might be able to, but if you can't hey, use it, don't you carry might be able it. To, yeah. I don't. I don't carry a triangular bandage. I was saying this to you last night. Oh, I don't. <laughs> That's the one, yeah. <laughs> Boom. Dental down. Medical professional. Really, no. <laughs> um, I don't take a triangular bandage because a lot of people can't fucking use them. Do you know what I mean? People think it's dead easy. It's really fucking not. Like, and if you don't know how to use something, don't fucking carry it. Do you know what I mean? Because if you don't know how to use it, it doesn't matter whether you need it or not if you don't know how to fucking use it. It's not going to yeah. help you, is it? So don't exactly fucking carry it yeah. because using something in first aid or any kind of injury, using something that you don't know how to do is going to make it fucking worse. And something that that, that is just a bit of a, oh, fuck me, that hurts, that's going to suck, can turn into, look at me, I can't clap anymore because I've lost my fucking arm. You know what I mean? It's just, <laughs> it's not fucking worth it, is it? Mm, you know? Mm. But yeah, I've got... Um, I've got dressings. I've got lots of different dressings, but that's because I could fit them in the pack. But just those um, wound dressings of different sizes. I think these ones are eight by ten, and I've got some ten by ten ones. They essentially big fucking blasters. So if you've got like a nice long cut, again at home you probably wouldn't do anything. And I'd be fifty fifty as to whether I do something at an event. But I always think it's better if you've got a reasonable cut. It's better to cover it when you're out. When you're outside, because if you don't. You might be a bit reluctant to do shit. I can, I know, I can whack a dress on it, carry on about my day, fucking crawl through the mud, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'll probably be okay, but it's always worth covering it. I have painkillers just because I'm fucking old and I need mm. painkillers. Sandy, what's that? Just, like, like, just paracetamol, ibuprofen, sort of thing. So, I, yeah, I have, I have antihistamines, um, paracetamol. I've, um, I tend not to carry ibuprofen because it doesn't agree with me. Um, Cocodamol. Um, if I know it's going to be a long event, I'll take diazepam as well. But that's because I've got, I've had a back injury, so diazepam's really good for back injuries. But the one yeah. thing I'm going to sound like such a sad old man. Don't fucking randomly give people drugs. Like, just don't fucking do it because if like if you're in a team and your mate says you got any paracetamol, then yeah, give it to them. But if someone asks you. Don't say yeah and give it to them. It's just not fucking worth it because you might say, oh no, I've not got that, but I've got some cocoa well, I've got this. They take it and they fucking drop down because they're allergic to it and never knew it. Do you know what I mean? If you carry drugs, I would say, you carry drugs. 
own them for yourself, not to give to other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, just yeah. not fucking worth that. It's just not worth it. And he, again, I'm talking like this. I think it comes from being a mental health nurse. It's just like, I just don't fucking give people tablets. Just don't fucking do it. Like, if you ask me, because I, I give it to you. And if, like, I, you know, the, if I, the lads I went with, if they asked me, I'm like, yeah, of course you can. But if a random player said, oh, have you got any of this? I'd be like, yeah, probably not. It's just not worth it. You don't know what they're allergic to. You don't know what they've taken. You just don't fucking know. But that, that's probably more based on the fact that I'm a psychiatric nurse than anything else. Uh, plasters. I really like Tesco plasters. I don't know why I really like Tesco plasters, but they stick. They stick real good. So I carry nice. some Tesco plasters. I've got. I'm not going to get it out because it's buried in there. But I've got. You know the breakable um, ice packs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've got oh, yeah, there. yeah, the cold, really cold compress things. Yeah, yeah. That's the one, yeah. I've got a breaker one there about. I mean, you can't really see it. It's about that sort of size. I don't know if you can see that. But it's right at the back, at the bottom. Nice. Um, they're really good to have. Like if you, like we said earlier, you banged your head. Like some people would put it on and it's going to help. You, you roll an ankle, put it on there, it's going to help. You need people of my age, you need it. Put it on your knee, it'll make you feel a bit better. You know what I mean? Um, I've got Prontazan. Um the triangular bandage, which is um, the thing that I said I don't carry. Turns out I do. I've got it in there. Um, <laughs> but that's your sling, like the triangular bandage. But you can use it for um, head wounds as well. So you, uh, they're good because you can, especially if it's on the top of the head, you can, sounds really fucking gay, but you can do a pirate bandana. So you mm-hmm. tie it around the head and then the flap you can put over and it will hold a dressing onto the top of someone's head. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Good it's quite a good thing to do. Your hypothermia, hypothermia blanket, everyone should carry that. I mean, I would say your minimum is one of these, like a dress with a bandage, some adhesive dressings, a hypothermia blanket, and either some Prontazan or some um, saline. And that's all you're going to need. You can fit it in a little pouch. I've got a bit more just because I know how to use it. Like I said, I've got an airway. And in my car, I've got a bag mask. Mm-hmm. I've got eye gels as well. I can't think. I don't know if I've got it out and put, put it down here. But I was just going to say, Rob, actually, um, I've got a little first aid kit here. So this one's from Amazon. Uh, this is the Clay Roberts first aid kit. And I think it's like nine pounds. Um, so what what would you add to this? Oh, there you go. Look. <laughs> So what would you like to so, so we've got the first uh, thing I would do, what it includes. So we've got uh, a series of bandages, some antiseptic swabs, uh, an interesting looking pair of scissors, try and get a bandage, some first aid tape, some gloves, safety pins, and what looks like an elastic bandage. Oh, and a sterile gauze so, pad as well. Yeah. So you want to keep, I, I personally would fucking bin the scissors because they're not going to cut anything anyway. I'd bin the safety pins because I don't like them, but that's a personal preference. You'd use the safety pins to put for a bandage. I'm not a fan. I'll just rip the end of a bandage and tie it, but that's a personal preference. You know, you're not going to need it, I suppose. I'd bin the latex gloves because they're shit. They're just shit. You know what I mean? They are. Um, and the thing to remember, and this, is, the gloves in first aid kits are for your protection. They're not for someone else's because they're not sterile. Do you know what I mean? So they're just to protect you from fucking touching people. Well, they don't protect the, anyone else. So I don't fucking, I'd bin them. 
Like they're, they're pointless. My experiences is the pastas are pretty shit, but give them a try. If they're okay, then fucking keep them. But if they're shit, just bid them. Because I find that they don't stick very well. The adhesive's not very good. And just buy decent ones like that. But other than that, that's like perfect. It is perfect. But I, as I said, I'd change it for, um, change the scissors for something half decent. Do you know what I mean? That My experience of the scissors in like your cheap for a sake, it's just crap. They don't cut anything. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. So you you suggest adding like the little saline things as well to that? Uh, yeah, I take. Um, I mean, well, you, the thing is, is I don't know if you can see, but these have got um, antiseptic swabs and wipes. So actually, you can use those instead. Do you know what I mean? So you could get away without it. I would say yes, take it. But again, it's about you want to make sure that you know how to use it. So you know, mm. irrigate a wound downwards away. Don't just hold it flat and fucking squid on it and do nothing. Um, but the wipes will do it. They're just, again, it's just going to hurt a bit. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I'd, I'd maybe add some of this, actually, thinking about it. Add that. Because it's such a small, the, the physio tape or the sniper tape or whatever mm-hmm. you yeah, guys yeah, yeah. call the, the camera stuff is bang on for strapping people up. And it means you don't have to take a crate bandage. Because right? I find some of those first aid kits, the bandages are all right, and some of them, they're shit. They're just not going to do what you want them to do. So, but yeah, those things you don't need. They'll, they'll have the dressings in as well. Then you see those kits have got those like square five by four, five by five dressings in. So you keep them. It is literally bin the plasters, bin the scissors, add in something, you know, maybe add the um, the liquid that's got saline. Thank you. The saline, and I'd put that in. And that's all you need. I'd bin the pads though, because the pads are very good. Yeah. I recommend having something that you can get out quickly and open quickly. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Right, that, that's all would always be my thing. But I have one that I carry in my bag as well. Mm. So I've essentially got two, but this has got more stuff and it's got more bands that put on. It's got like different size airways in it. Um, it's got more stuff in it that I that if I needed to actually be a nurse for 10 minutes i could be a nurse do you know what i mean right but i don't think most people need that i mean i would say get a decent pair of scissors and if you've got the money i'd get the leverman's because you can use them for fucking lots of things mm. do you know what i mean because a decent no, pair of scissors is actually, yeah the, it's quite good because you you know you might want to cut a dressing to fit the size and all sorts of things and honestly the my experience of first aid kits is are that they are shit yeah. like they, they wouldn't even cut my beard you know what i mean like Nothing would cut through that. <laughs> well, there is that. Like, you know, you have to extrude it, right? But they are generally but a, a thunderbolt from Zeus wouldn't even go through that, yeah. boy. <laughs> uh, right, there's a few very quick fire questions because I'm conscious that we are we're approaching the end of the screen. Uh, Ed asked, Rob, do you have any advice for those that suffer from headshots? Symptoms include loud shouting and red faces. <laughs> so, I do. But I can't imagine a lot of people are going to like it. Like, the first thing I would say is, don't deliberately shoot someone in the head. But the flip side <laughs> to that is, it's a fucking BB, not a bullet. You're not going to fucking die from getting shot in the head by a plastic <laughs> fucking BB. So if they start shouting, I mean, I'm, you've seen me, Ed. I'm quite an imposing figure. People tend not to shout at me very often. I'm quite lucky. I Apparently, I look like I might fucking come around your house and eat your babies. So I'm quite <laughs> lucky. But I would just point and go, you're a cunt, mate. And laugh at them and walk away. 
Because it's the only fucking stupid foul. Yeah. I mean, it's, if you don't want to get shot in the head, it's not a bullet. If you can avoid it, avoid it. If you can't, if the head's the only thing on display, take the head. You know, if you my don't want to get shot in the head, wear a full face mask. It's, you know, what else can you do? My local site is the which is a CPB case. And I play that in glasses and the gum shit. I've been shot in the face so many fucking times. And yes, it hurts for about five minutes. And that's it. It's not a real bullet. So just call them a pussy and move about your way. I mean, don't. Like, I don't. Them, but, I mean, I think it's okay to call them a cunt. Yeah. Harry Badger says, are Steri strips worth carrying? And the thing is, is if you're out and about and you've got a wound that requires a Steri strip, you should stop doing what you're doing. Because that's a wound. The deeper a wound gets, the more your risk of infection is. And that risk of infection changes from like, you don't even notice you've got an infection to an infection that requires debridement. So you start getting, you know, you need steri strips. That's a fucking deep wound. The risk of infection that, that causes from being out pain in the mud is quite dramatic. That gets infected. That's going to need to be debrided, which means they're going to cut away some of your flesh. Which at best, best case scenario is you're going to have a fucking horrible scar, pain, and suffering for a while while that heals. And it is going to leave. If you know who Tyler Gray is, you'll have scars like him. Do you know where it looks like there's literally bits of you missing? Because yeah. they've had to remove flesh and your body will only regrow it so much, you know what I mean? Before you're just going to get a lot of scar tissue. So I would, I personally would say no, don't take them. Because again, if you've got a fucking wound that needs them, you probably want to go and get that treated. Yeah. If you know how to use them and you're confident in yourself, then yeah, by all means. I don't carry them. Do you know what I mean? I've got them in this kit, in my bag, but I don't carry them on the kit that's on me all the time. Do you know what I mean? I'd use them on someone, but I would be telling them that you need to stop now. You know, this is the end of your day. Do you know what I mean? I'd just go yeah. and fucking go home or do something. Or if you want to carry on, just make sure you've got a really nice dressing. Because the thing is, is you might put steri strips on something that needs stitching. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it, you know, if you think you need that, I'd just stop and fucking go and get it checked. Because like, you're not a medical professional. And I mean, if you're a medical professional, fucking knock yourself out. I'd probably use one myself if I really needed to, but I'm going to take that risk based on the knowledge that I have. You know what I mean? Right. Well, we're going to have to call it a day because we are running out of time and I know Lance has to uh, dash off because um, you've got work. I think probably what we're going to do is uh, we'll, we'll do a part two of this at some point because um, there's a lot of interest in the chat and I feel that we can almost do like a general first aid Q&A at some yeah, point. So, Rage, so. Uh, Rob, awesome. if you'd like to come back at some point, that'd be awesome. Um Thank you for coming on, though. It's been, yeah, it's been we appreciate fantastic. it. Mate. Thanks for giving me time. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, <coughs> so, yeah, next week, uh, we are <coughs> we're talking about admin in the field, I believe. Yes. Um, so, keeping your stuff squared away in the field, how to deal with that, um, and all of that lovely stuff. And we have the debut of the website, which will be released. Uh, so, that'll be going live as of next week. And we've got some exciting features on there. Um, so, in the meantime, yeah. if you want to get in touch, uh, feel free at nofo chat at hotmail.com. Instagram is November underscore foxtrot underscore nofo. Facebook is November foxtrot nofo. And YouTube is youtube.com forward slash C forward slash November foxtrot. Um, other than that, again, Rage, Rob, thanks ever so much for coming on, mate. It's That's genuinely it's, it's awesome man. doing these skills and drills because it means we can get people who actually know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, of, I mean, I wouldn't go that far. 
There's only so much plugging we can do. I wouldn't go that far to say that I know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's more than if Lance and I were just giving it a go. Yeah, just pour coke on it, I'll be fine. <laughs> Failing that, super glue. Yeah. Like if I can leave you with two really good bits of advice, don't pour fucking coke on a wound and don't carry your fucking torn again because some yeah. fucking idiot is going to wrap it around your head when you get a fucking nosebleed and you're going to end up like a fucking vegetable out of. Um, a fucking Robin Williams film. Just don't, just <laughs> those two things. Don't do those two things and you'll be fine. Cool. Right. Well, thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, join us next week, Wednesday at eight o'clock, and we'll see you then. Say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> see you later. Good night, all.